Welcome to House to Home Podcast. It's here that we'll learn how to cultivate an eternal haven in our temporary world. So grab a cup of coffee, do the dishes, or even take a drive in your car. Whatever it is you do while listening, I hope you feel right at home. And I have a very special guest today, Abby Martin. I had to rehearse that, Abby, because I was going to say Abby Short. (laughs) I still do that, too. (laughs) I had it written down as Abby Short. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, so Abby Martin is a good friend of mine. We've been friends for years now. I was in high school, I guess, and you were in college when I moved to Illinois. Yep. Um, what is the, how, what's the year, the year difference between us? I don't know. I'm 33. How okay. old are you? I'm, I'll be 28. Okay. Okay. So, so a little bit. five years. Yeah. So Abby's older than me again. I was in high school. She was in college and she was just very kind to me. I had just moved to a little town, her hometown in Illinois, and she was a good friend to me. She was hospitable to me along with a lot of other youngsters and people her age as well. But that's kind of what we're going to be talking about today. We're going to be talking about hospitality, and we're going to put an emphasis on singles. So if you've been following along, we're doing a series on hospitality. And I wanted to put an emphasis on singles because it looks different for singles. With that being said, though, when I use the term single, I hate, I've talked to Abby a little bit about this, I hate to even use the term single because even if you aren't married, or maybe you're widowed, maybe you're young, maybe you're old, whatever stage of life you're in, you're not alone. You have hopefully other people around you. And if you don't, we want to encourage you here at House to Home to find a group of people to get planted in a church because we all do this life together. And that's the beautiful thing about a church is you've got people who are like mothers and people who are like fathers and people who can be like a sister or a brother to you. And you all come together different stages in life, different ages. So even if you're going home to an empty house, hopefully you can still kind of find a family that's around Mm -hmm. you. So when I use this term singles, you're not single as in you're alone in life. So Abby, tell us a little bit about yourself before we get started. As much or as little you share. All right. Thank you. Well, thanks for having me. Um, it's fun to be here with you. Yeah. And yeah, so my name is Abby. I'm 33. I'm currently 19 weeks pregnant. And that's fun. Um, I grew up in a really small town in Southern Illinois. Um, have an awesome family that love really well. Um, and yeah, I don't know how much detail you want here. Um, However much you want to share. I, yeah, I went to college, got a degree, and then just kind of went into full-time ministry since graduating college. And um, so I've spent the past uh, 11 years just doing all sorts of different things. And most of those 11 years, m- most of my adult life has been single. I've been married now for just over eight months. And... Um, was single before that. So I got some single uh, experience (laughs) (laughs) and yeah. So, so with what ministry looked like for me and still kind of looks like for me is just, just helping, just loving people where they're at and helping them to know that Jesus is God and cares about them. Yeah. So I've got to live in several different places around the world and just meet wonderful, wonderful people and watch God do great things. 
I'm now back in my hometown. Uh, my husband brought me back there. I live in a single wide trailer in the middle of a cornfield and it's wonderful. And yeah, and here I am with you. Yeah, it's very cute. I've got to see <laughs> my, your my little trailer. house. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's cute. You've got it looking nice. Thank you. Okay, so we'll just jump right in. So Abby, why did you decide at such a young age to be hospitable by hosting Bible studies and stuff like that? Um, you were, so Abby was my neighbor for a long time. She lived right next to me. And even prior to that, you were hosting Bible studies and stuff. But I remember I was living with my mom. My mom was a single mom and Abby was my neighbor and Abby would have Bible studies. There was always people in her house. She was always just very open. Um, her doors were open to people. And so... You were younger when you started that. Mm, what made you yeah. do that? Yeah, so I, I would have started that in that little house about when I was 22. And, ah, I mean, I wanted to for a number of reasons, I guess. Like, love being the main one and, you know, that we're wired for it and we have to have it. And, like, it's a, the human necessity. Right. And it just seemed like, well, you know, I've got this little rent house. There's a high school nearby. Lots of teenagers probably needing somebody to love them. Mm -hmm. So I just started inviting people over. And, yeah, so the, the motivation, I guess, was just to be like Jesus mm -hmm. and uh, to, to love people. And that, that Bible study originally started. Um, I was going to a junior college, and there was a guy who was overcoming uh, a substance abuse addiction and just had a lot of questions about the Bible. And we started being friends. And he was just like really wanting to learn about what God was like. And so I thought, well, I mean, I guess we can just start hanging out. And so from that, a Bible study formed that ended up just being really special, a really special group of random people um, for many years. Yeah. I didn't know that's how it formed. Yep. yep. Okay. Yeah. I was a part of that Bible study here and there. And Abby wasn't always the host when Abby would move away to do missions or something like that. Like she said, she's lived in many different countries. Uh, people would take it up. I know Sarah Cook mm -hmm. took it up for a yep. while. It was yep. at the Mitchells for a long time. Yep. I hosted some on occasion. Yep. Um, lots of people hosted. So it was something that definitely was like a group effort. So that was a cool thing that you started that people just kept carrying mm -hmm. on mm -hmm. doing. And it was all young people and parents would host in their homes mm -hmm. um, or like you being single, open up your home. It was cool. Um, did you do it? You did it while you were at your parents, too. Yeah, that's how, where it started. Okay. Yeah. How did that work out? Your parents were just like, yeah, we're cool with Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, my parents are as cool as it comes. And, yeah, they, they love having people over. And so, yeah, they were just anything I wanted to do, really. It was all right with them. Um, so, yeah, I just started having people over. And my parents um, had a basement, which was convenient. And so we could go and hang out down there without being in my parents' way. Okay, so we've kind of talked about why you did it, but... Why do you think singles should value or practice hospitality? So I think sometimes it's easy for people as a family to just invite other families mm -hmm. in. But if you're the single person, maybe you can think like, um, I don't know, there's different reasons. There are different, different reasons why a single person wouldn't want to invite people into their home. They might mm -hmm. think it's boring. Um, they might think they have nothing to offer. But why do you think it's important for them to practice hospitality mm -hmm. as well? Mm -hmm. Yeah, just going back to, you know, because we're alive to be loved and to love and inviting someone into the space where you live is just a really practical way to do that. It's yeah. a it's a really good start for building a relationship. And 
and everybody needs that. We're single or not, you know, we, we need relationships right. with people that are healthy and you know, hospitality is just a, a great, a great way to build relationships. And like, I'm just thinking about, you know, if you're a Christian, the entire Christian faith is kind of built on God being hospitable, yep. <laughs> you know, like you, you, he welcomes you into everything he is. Like he welcomes you into his peace mm-hmm. and his love and he is really hospitable. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, and then, you know, of course, like, like I'm banking on getting into heaven one of these days when I die and that, that whole thing is just reeking of hospitality, you know, yeah. like God, Jesus himself said, he's making a place for me in heaven. <laughs> like yeah. that's his place, but he's inviting me into it, you know, right. like, and so this is the King I'm serving and he, he he's like I have repeated, he, like, he's very hospitable mm-hmm. and I'm wanting to be like him. So I can invite somebody into my living room. Yeah. So our little house to home thing is an eternal haven mm-hmm. in a temporary world. And I like that because that's kind of what you're doing when you're inviting someone into your life, into your home. Mm-hmm. If you're a Christian, you're, you're giving them a little glimpse of heaven. You're giving that's them right. a glimpse mm-hmm. of how God loves you and how mm-hmm. God loves them. Mm-hmm. And I think being hospitable is a great way. It's like the way to win souls mm-hmm. into the kingdom. Yes, mm-hmm. you can invite them to church and that's where they're going to hear the word of God and hopefully mm-hmm. experience his presence. But people can also experience that in your home in a very mm-hmm. real way and just a practical way too. And mm-hmm. I think people get maybe singles, like you don't feel like you have something to offer them. Maybe you don't have a family at home or you don't feel like your house is you know, big enough you, I mean, there's practical tips I'm sure we could get into. There's so many things you can do. I mean, Abby, you were, you were in your parents' house for mm-hmm. one time. Mm-hmm. You mean you had a basement, but mm-hmm. your house next to me wasn't that big. No, it was actually <laughs> it was small. Quite, quite small. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was a, a small one bedroom house. But you know, like when I go to someone's house, when someone invites me to their house, like it's, I feel well, I feel happy and I feel honored. Like it's just, <laughs> yeah. it's really special, you know, to be invited into the space where someone lives, where their entire life is based. And, and so like when I'm invited in someone's house, I'm not thinking, gosh, I hope it's huge. <laughs> I hope it's fancy. You know, they're just, they're doing it for a relationship. And okay. so, yeah, it's easy. Intimidation. I think everybody deals with some kind of insecurity or intimidation. And I think that could be a big reason why single people don't invite folks over it's because of that like well no they don't really want to hang out with me or you know they're too busy or I don't have enough to offer them or Mm -hmm. or whatever you know kind of thoughts come into our head about what people are thinking about us yeah I think it's just the the safest thing to think is that everybody wants to be your best friend (laughs) and give the benefit of the doubt really just assume that people want to come over they want to hang out with you because they probably do yeah yeah, and, and you know you don't and you don't have to start inviting three hundred people over for a right. five course meal, right. and you know invite two people over and bake some brownies and just yeah. ask them how their life is. It's you can start anywhere. Yeah, I remember Abby having a bunch of random furniture, mm-hmm. and it was like mm-hmm. around the walls, not so much in the middle, mm-hmm. so people could still sit. And mm-hmm. with like younger people, like mm-hmm. if you're single and you're younger and you're listening to this, they don't mind sitting on the floor. Mm-hmm. You know, like if you're mm-hmm. not going to be having older people in your home who mm-hmm. need to be, you know, not on the floor mm-hmm. and, and an easy access to get up and down. Young kids do not mind sitting on the floor. Young people don't mind sitting on the floor. I don't mind sitting on the floor. That's where I'm at most of the time anyway mm-hmm. with kids. Mm-hmm. Um, like you said, I don't mind if there's a three-course meal. 
it's just people want relationship. Yeah. They want yeah. to be with other people. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times if you're opening up your house, people are very grateful for that for yeah. one way or another. Maybe it's yeah. because they need a break from opening their house mm-hmm. or maybe they need the encouragement to open their own home. Maybe they don't open their home up. And so when you open your home up, it encourages someone else to do that. And it brings new people around. Like when you mm-hmm. started those Bible studies, people would invite other people. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be a Bible study setting. It can just be a hangout. But being hospitable in a way that points to Christ, it's going to pay off. It is. People are going to see his love in that. And I think a lot of times, too, we need to be the friend that we want people to be to Mm -hmm. us. So if we're craving that relationship, Mm -hmm. um, think of how you would want someone to act towards you and do it towards them. You know, like Mm -hmm. I tell my five-year-old that all the time. And Mm -hmm. that's obviously the golden rule. Do to others as you'd want them to do to you. And Mm -hmm. sometimes we think that in like a way of, don't do these things. Like don't make someone uncomfortable in a five-year level. Don't hit them. Don't call them names. But I think we could go the extra mile and say, what can I do for mm-hmm. them that mm-hmm. I would want done for me, mm-hmm. especially as a single? Do you have any practical tips for hosting as a single? Like thinking back to, or even now, I mean, now you have, you have a husband obviously and a, a bonus daughter is what you call mm-hmm. it, right? Not yeah, stepdaughter. Right. Abby has a bonus <laughs> daughter. <laughs> Do you have any practical tips for hosting? Be nice. <laughs> Be a kind person. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, listen. Yeah. Ask thoughtful questions. Care about what the person's saying. Maya Angelou is, she has, there's a quote that's, she says, you know, that people aren't going to remember what you said. They're not even going to remember what you did. They're going to remember how you made them feel. Yeah. And so when a person comes into your home, you have the opportunity to make them feel like a million bucks, to mm-hmm. make them feel like the guest of honor. Yeah. And that's how Christ does to us. You know, yeah, he yeah. gives us a seat at his table. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite songs says, once an enemy, now seated at your table. Jesus, mm-hmm. thank you. Mm-hmm. And um, he even tells us, you know, don't look for the, the highest seat at the table. Yeah. Don't mm-hmm. look to impress the, the rich. Don't look to even bring the rich in and hope it and hopes that you'll get repaid. Mm-hmm. But look, you know, look for the poor, look for the destitute, look for the people that can give you nothing back to mm-hmm. offer. Mm-hmm. And don't do that in a vain way where you're like, I want the glory to me. Mm-hmm. You know, I want people to see that I'm inviting the poor and do it out of the love of your heart. Mm-hmm. Um, invite people of all places and mm-hmm. stages yeah. and races and invite them into your home I like, Abby, that your emphasis is on how make how to make people feel and not so much like what to do. Mm-hmm. Um, when it comes down to it, you can have a beautiful set table and a terrible attitude. Mm-hmm. And um, that's not what people want. They want to be loved when they mm-hmm. come into your house. I guess cut yourself some slack and just love people. Maybe you're mm-hmm. not the best cook or maybe you don't have mm-hmm. the most beautiful home. But if you have love in your heart, mm-hmm. there's a lot of beauty that you can share there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, so... My other question here is kind of flipping it. How can families, so like someone like me who has a family, has a husband, has children at home, Mm -hmm. how can I, how can these families be hospitable and serve people who are single Mm -hmm. better in their homes? I think a lot of times we almost forget about the singles, you know, Mm -hmm. like the singles in our church, we're not as hospitable to them. How can we be sensitive Mm -hmm. to their needs as well? invite him over once in a while. (laughs) I don't, I don't know what beyond that, but like, and I'm with you that it can sometimes be, okay, the married people hang out with each other and the single people hang out with each other, but 
I think it's better if we all just blend. Yeah. And so, yeah, I guess I, yeah, just that, that if, you know, you notice a single person or a couple of single people at your church, you just go up to them and say, hey, you know, when I come over for supper Friday night, yeah, just start. You just start just inviting start them. Yeah, yeah. I think, too, not thinking that the single people are something you have to fix. Yeah, Like, right, if right. you're inviting people over to fix <laughs> yeah. them, you Don't know. Don't try to hook them up. <laughs> just, just have them over. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think sometimes single people can be like, what are, you know, what are their intentions here? Mm-hmm. Um, but look at them as, like we said at the beginning, you, even though you're single, you are still whole, you're complete, yeah. your identity is in Christ. So maybe you're single and you feel called to celibacy and you feel like this is God's plan on your life. Um, then that's awesome. But maybe you're not, and maybe you want to be married, but either way, you're not something that has to be fixed. Mm-hmm per se, whatever season of life you're in, you can be obedient to the Lord in that season. And so I think when, when inviting people over as singles, don't invite them over being like, well, when are you going to get married? It's about Mm -hmm. time. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, Mm -hmm. can we hook you up with someone? If they want to talk about that, then of course be that shoulder, be Mm -hmm. that person. But I feel like too, sometimes singles can just be pinned as singles Mm -hmm. and as like, there's a problem here and Mm -hmm. there's something wrong and they have Mm -hmm. to get married ASAP. Mm And uh, maybe they desire that, maybe they don't, but be sensitive. Okay, Abby, can you give some encouragement to the singles that may be listening? Maybe they're wishing they weren't single, or maybe they're just trying to be faithful in their singleness. Mm -hmm. Again, you were single for majority of your life thus far. Mm -hmm. You've been married, what, eight months, you said? That's right. Mm -hmm. So what is some encouragement, any encouragement at all you can Mm -hmm. give to single people? Yeah. Oh, the single ladies, single ladies. (laughs) Um, I, you you know, it's, it's easy, whatever, whatever your life is looking like, it's easier. It's easy to look into someone else's whose circumstances are different and compare and think, oh, if only mine was like that. Um, and that just ain't never going to do any of us any good. And so, um, I guess one thing I would say is just to be content being single. And I know that's a lot easier said than done, but Chances are there's some married people looking at your life thinking, mm, I wish I, I wish I was still single. <laughs> you know, really, there probably are. Um, and there, I mean, there are just some wonderful perks to being single mm-hmm. that a married person just doesn't have. And since we're talking about hospitality, I mean, a single person, you can pour so much love and time into friendships yeah. that a married person just can't. Like they yes. can, you know, they're limited because they have other um, relationship priorities um, that you don't have to have right now. And so I would, yeah, just say, live it up. And you know, <laughs> you, you can, you can just, you can really build quality friendships. You have time to do that. You have time to invest in, in, um, in friendships. And yeah, I just think take advantage of that. And then also like what you were saying at the beginning, Bree, is that single doesn't mean alone. Yeah. And there's a, a New Zealand poet I like named Strahan, and he has a, a poem, and he says, "Alone is impossible," and he's just and he's he's referencing the presence of God, and just like no matter what condition our life is in, no matter how much lack of relationships we feel like we have, we really cannot be alone um, because Jesus is Emmanuel, and so yeah, just a churchy way to say, you know, that you're all right, you're you're single, but you're not alone. And it, it maybe doesn't feel like it, but it really is a sweet season that you're in. And I just hope that you can see it like that.
This month's giveaway is brought to you by Totally Handmade Beeswax Candles. These candles are phenomenal. We bought a kit of the beeswax candles last year to roll out and make on our own. And this year, Totally Handmade is giving out two Advent candle making kits. That's right, two. So if you would like to go enter this giveaway, please see our Instagram. You'll see a post with candles in the picture. And right there, you'll be able to see the directions on how to enter. Totally Handmade actually started out of a kitchen in 2006, which we love because of course we love supporting businesses that are out of the home. If you'd like to win this giveaway for Advent, please go to our Instagram, House to Home. Make sure you're following us and Totally Handmade and follow the instructions to enter.